This boy you found, this Kenny. Yeah? He's big trouble. <laughs> How much trouble could he be? He's just a kid, Dawson. Yeah, right. How old did he say he was? Ten. Fourteen, really? Try more like 814. That's impossible. I mean, he's a, he's a kid, Dawson. You know, he's a little kid. That's what everyone thinks. That kid has outlived a lot of immortals. No, it can't be. He's not strong enough to fight. Let me guess. When you found him, he was hiding somewhere. He was scared. He was crying. He said an immortal had killed his teacher. That's his M.O. When people let their guard down, that's it. Are you sure about this? Everyone who's taken Kenny in has one thing in common. They're dead. drive a car welcome to highlander rewatched i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is Eamon. and this is the podcast where each and every week we discuss another facet of the highlander universe and this week we are talking about season three episode seven the lamb fun story i actually thought that you would never be able to drive a car <laughs> yeah that is a good story i did not get my driver's license until i was 27 <laughs> maybe 27 Ooh. or 28 maybe 28 years old yikes zeist i did not do well well taking that driver's test in high school i don't know i feel like the driver's test in new jersey is very hard the written one mm. i would overthink the test i took it a bunch and i was like <laughs> this doesn't make sense like the way the questions i'm now defending this i'm like the questions are really complicated like they're worded like terribly like it is the most poorly written test i've ever taken and oh. if you think about it for like more than like a second you're gonna fail Oh, it's okay, little guy. <laughs> God damn it. And then I just lived in cities and never really needed a license. So I was just like, eh. So I kept kind of putting it off. But now I can drive a stick shift like a big boy. Like a big boy. I still don't have a driver's license. There we go. What? And really? see, no one's making fun yeah. of Eamon. I am. Or are you about to? <laughs> yeah, Keith, Kyle is right now. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a license? How do you get into bars? I have a state ID. Ah, I see. Mm. Can't fly a plane with those, though, soon. No can't fly a plane like don't yeah. you still need a like a, 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 a pilot's, pilot's license, license. <laughs> yeah. i meant the i was referring to the ongoing drama between the tsa and the pennsylvania department of motor vehicles but mm. good story for another time maybe. not a good story never telling it again <laughs> go All on right. well this week we're talking about the lamb the lamb the yeah. lamb right anyway this episode was aired Monday, November 7th, 1994, and it was directed by Dennis Barry. Well, he's always directing episodes of Highlander, the series. Mm -hmm. uh, last time we saw his work was on uh, The Revolutionary, which most of us didn't really like too much, and The Cross of St. Anton. Which uh, is a good one. Which is pretty good. Uh, so this episode was written by Jean-Vincent uh, Fournier. Uh, and the last episode he wrote was The Vampire, uh, which was a, a real, good, a real one. good one. And this is the second of three episodes. He has one more to go, which is Mythos. Oh, so he, this guy's ticking off some boxes absolutely. here. Absolutely. He got three for three. He's credited as J.P. Couture. That's right. Hmm. I'm wearing J.P. Couture right now. <laughs> it looks good on you. I know. It's a Highlander, oh, not Highlander, a Ninja Turtles sweatshirt. Mm. It's very Couture. <laughs> 
In a uh, show. There we go. Turtle power. This episode guest stars Miles Ferguson. That's Miles with a Y. Uh, oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate Kenny. that. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> Miles Prower. Yeah, he uh, Ken, He plays Kenny in this episode. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1981 and died. Oh, really? In the year 2000. Oh, that's so tragic. How did he die, Keith? In a car accident. Oh. Yeah. Which is the backstory that he makes up about his parents dying. Ooh, I didn't episode. even think about that. Yep. That's rough. Yeah. This is fucked up. Oh, and he was like he 19. Was, That's so he was sad, 19. Yeah, yeah oh. he died in Vancouver. Uh, he was, you know, pretty prominent as a child actor. He was in uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark in the episode The Tale of the Fire Ghost. Oh. And I feel like this is a whole. We should watch this we series about this that ghost. episode before. Did we? I thought it was the Tale of the Cold. Wasn't there like a cold the Frozen Ghost? The Frozen I think Ghost. It was the frozen ghost <laughs> yeah, lesson. I feel like maybe, they must have like all these ghost permutations. Yeah. The, the temperature ghosts. <laughs> temperature <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> the, the lukewarm ghosts. The ghost burned by. Acid. <laughs> the bathwater ghost. <laughs> he was also, uh, I guess, the star of Slam Dunk Ernest. Oh, yeah. Which is not good. As, yeah, as oh, someone who loves the Ernest movies, movies, I like. It's no Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> Ernest goes to jail where he has magical superpowers. That's right. And he has an evil twin. Ooh. A sexy evil twin. Sexy Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> he was in MVP, Most Valuable Primate. Right. Yep. Which is a Airbud spinoff. Yeah. It's amazing that Airbud inspired like emulation. Like no. more pet sports movies. <laughs> yeah. Pet sport. It's not even a pet, it's a monkey. <laughs> Animals playing sports. sports. Will we ever get enough? No. No. And this episode also guest stars Eric Keenley's side as Dalman Ross, the immortal Dalman Ross. He's in this show one more time. We'll see him in the future. Uh, he was in he was in the latest like, Godzilla movie. Uh, and the, he's the in, one with Brian Cranston. Yes. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I missed that entirely. Yeah. Uh, he also is in the new Woody Woodpecker movie, the movie we've we we've been clamoring for for yeah. years. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> oh my god! You know, yeah he, that 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 thing that's you not know the guy who writes the speeches. <laughs> <laughs> He was in Freddy Got Fingered, <laughs> the Tom Green movie. Eamon's favorite Tom Green movie. I, yeah, my favorite Tom Green movie. He was also on one of our old favorites, Rin Tin Tin, Canine Cop. Mm. Oh, it's no secret. <laughs> no secret that what? Oh, how that dog fights crime. Oh. I still can't believe it was called Cats and Dogs. Cats and cats Dogs. And dogs. <laughs> or was it cat. Cats and Dog? I think Cats and Dog. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I guess that makes context. more sense. Mm. Mm. And finally, this episode uh, guest stars Alf Humphreys as Frank Brody. He's the uh, the fisherman that gets killed by Kenny. Spoiler alert. We've seen this guy before. He plays the janitor with the daughter in Bad Day in Building A. Oh, Hey-o. shit. He's also in X-Men 2, X-Men United, which also stars Highlander actor Peter Wingfield. That's right. Wait, he has a cameo X- in that. X2 is an X-Men United, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought X3, X3 was... is the last stand. Oh, you're right. You're right. X2 was the best one. You're right. It was pretty darn good. I like the first one. Better than that one? I don't know. You're wrong. I like the story. Yeah, do you? (laughs) Do you (laughs) like the story? Sorry. (laughs) Fine. Speaking of stories, let's talk about the IMDb episode description. IMDb. Duncan and Richie come across an immortal who originally died when he was 10 years old and is therefore stuck in a child's body forever. Realizing that he will be an easy target for full-grown immortals, they decide to protect him. That's a Maybe good one. Maybe the best IMDb that is, description ever. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it the title. That's the best one we've seen. How does this episode start? We're there at the docks because we're always at the docks. Yeah, so we, we get introduced to our guest star, Kenny, right away. 
He is on the docks. He is kind of snooping around. He's a little kid. Wearing denim, denim on denim. And he's, <laughs> That's right. So he's a stylish he's, kid. Yeah, yeah, he's very dirty. <laughs> and he's sneaking up on this old can man who's Retur- like... Return of the dirty ghost. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a cart full of junk. Right. And a sandwich. And a sandwich. And he likes... What's in the sandwich? Uh, bologna from that uh, home that Richie's girlfriend worked at. Oh, yeah. That's right. The, give give so out the bologna. This is in the zone. Presumably. Okay. Presum- We're back in the zone. <laughs> Maybe, but it's also like full of boats. And like yeah. Some yeah, guys, right? Yeah, so like where are they? It's like it's a like boatyard that's really run down. junkyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like where are you? Uh, so it's I guess, like is this where like rich people keep their schooners or is this like literally a garbage dump? Yeah, very good point. Uh, but I guess Kenny gets hungry. So he decides to murder. (laughs) This is, I'm prepared to say right now, this is the worst part of the episode. Yes. Is the first moment. It ruins a lot. It ruins the entire thing. Like, just to forecast, like, we're going to find out that Kenny is actually a real bad kid. He's been alive for a really long time as an immortal, and he's like a little sociopath. That didn't and even we, occur to me. We learned that the first time we meet him. Yeah. It'd be one thing if he just, like, pickpocketed the guy and, like, oh, he's this desperate kid, like Richie, from the wrong side of the tracks. Nope. He just is, like, straight up homicide for baloney. Yeah. yeah. Like, There's no totally, need for him to do this. Totally unnecessary killing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this kid is just fucked. This kid is just terrible. He can die in a fire. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to we'll end up talking about this later. Like, there's a moral question here about like he's playing the game or not, which is kind of gray. This ruins it because he is demonstrated as being a terrible person right away. Yeah. You immediately know he's evil. Yeah. yeah. So why bother? Yeah. It so, like, removes the question. Also, there's a lot of like tension that I feel like they lose in this episode. We'll talk about this later because what they reveal about this character early on and mm-hmm. how they shoot the episode, it's like I'm never sure kind of I feel like they're they're in both both camps about like what they want the audience to know and how they shoot the tension. So it's weird. But yeah. we'll, we'll discuss that a little later. So, Kenny murders a homeless man. Yeah, just bricks <laughs> That's him in the how dome we open. To like some super chipper background music. Right. And the about- music's super chipper and then he clubs this guy with a brick <laughs> and and also it just goes <laughs> So about 50 feet away, Mac and Richie are looking at a very nice wooden boat. Uh, Not that is, nice, though, as we come to find out. Well, should we listen to Richie talk about this boat? Because I think this is really fun. I yeah. kind of love this, but it's insane. What do you mean you don't like it? No, no, no. I never said I didn't like it. I just said it's not my thing. Richie, there's nothing in the world like an old wooden catch. Oh, sure. You know, painting, scraping the hull, cleaning the barnacles, and that's before you hit the water. Have you never wanted to stand at the helm and feel the wind in your face? Oh, sure I have. Doing 90 down the I-5 on top of 1,200 cc's aboard out Harley. <laughs> what makes a Harley board out? Richie, a wooden boat is alive. It speaks to you. Well, so does fiberglass, Mac, and it says low maintenance. That's kind of funny. Aren't you going to buy it? No. House full of dry rot. Oh, no. Hey, oh. full of dry rot. You know that all along, you son of a bitch. You made me come all the way down here. You never wanted to buy the boat. You never wanted to buy the boat. That his, his accent in this is amazing. <laughs> his, that entire ending thing just killed me. Like, I watched that three times. You fucking with me. I don't know what you mean, you guy. Well, like, I'm a clown to you? Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stan, raw dog pesci yeah stan kershey so i don't know why mac even visits this boat if he allegedly knew it was full of dry rot the whole time i don't well, think he did i think he saw it. it he was there right. to inspect it. yeah but then yeah. he was like he still let himself like play and have fun with the boat knowing he wasn't gonna buy it yeah, yeah. yeah but i assume he figured that out 
and when he saw it. So then we get the buzz, and this is like a crazy new buzz sound. It's got yeah. like it's different than the normal whooshing. It's like noisier. It's got like this laser sounds again. Do you remember these laser sounds from? What was that episode called? Not the Methuselah Stone, the prequel to that. Legacy. Legacy had a lot of these like laser sounds. A lot of those. Anyway. So Duncan goes investigating. Turns out it's Kenny, and Kenny is like hiding. He's he like, like crawls up into like underneath the docks. Yeah, he's like cowering. This scene, I feel like, is seen as good mood, where they're like searching for him. It kind of takes its time a little bit. It's a little patty, but I, I liked it. I wish this was the first time we saw Kenny, though. Yeah, Absolutely. that would have been great. That would have been so much better. Like, yeah. don't tease it. Just start with that kind of goofy boat moment. And right. Then, Absolutely. Then you lead into, oh, shit, it's a little kid. What's he going to do? And there's, like, good piano music in this scene until it turns into Farrah Jaka. And I'm like, <laughs> uh... So there's this, like, distorted version of a children's lullaby. Again, cluing us in that this is not right. Yes. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Again, I feel like this episode is showing its cards early. So well, I think there's I some been, good tension here. Yeah, I would have been fine with like it being like subtle music cues that like set you on edge. That's cool. But like we already saw him club the guy in that. Well, we already saw him murder a homeless man. So it's like yeah, there's nothing to infer that we didn't already know. Also, some interesting like buzz clarification again. Like Mac brings out Kenny and Richie's like, "What? Where's the immortal? Where is he?" And it's like he's right there. Like you cannot tell who is immortal even if they're right there like you just kind of know they're around so mm. even if you're kind of alone with the person you don't know it's them which i think interesting. is kind interesting. of interesting also i think this is maybe one of the biggest like uh, mythology changes the show's introduced maybe not changes but like a kid immortal like this is a brand new element yeah. to this world Kind of. I mean, we got close to that with both Richie and the girl in the episode with Axel. Right. right. I guess so. Like, they're both obviously young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's true. How old is Richie? I, I think on the first episode he was like 17? 17. Yeah. So maybe he's like 18, 19. Yeah. I think 18. 19 at the most. Yeah. Because at some point, Kenny Loggins tells him, like, you, you're never going to grow up. Yeah. Which implies to me that he's still a minor. Yeah. But I feel like we see him, like, drinking beer and shit, don't we? He's got a fake ID. Fake That's ID. It. Breaking the law. Yeah. Break the law. Break, break. Uh, so we cut to the dojo. Going to the dojo. And so we get some backstory on Kenny. Mac is asking him, like, what happened? How did you find out you were immortal? All that sort of stuff. He's from Wisconsin. Yes. And he lays on this story. Well, we'll find out it's a story. It's a load of shit. This kid's spinning. <laughs> That he got in a car accident, mm-hmm. um, and I guess he woke up like in like a body bag, essentially. Car was all burned up, and he heard the police officers talking about how everyone's dead. Uh, so he escapes. He escapes. He went to Splitsville. Mm. He was 10 at the time, and that was four years ago. So he's 14, allegedly. We also find that he's, like I guess, been on the run for a while. When he meets other immortals, they try to kill him. Uh, but then he met this guy, Frank, uh, who was really nice to him and taught him how to fish. And then we Frank! got a, <laughs> and then we get a flashback to Frank. Part of me thought there was something kind of interesting the way they transitioned to the flashback, but I don't think they'd follow through with this later. Like normally like the flashback is through some sort of like element in the room, like a pan to whatever. This time, like the camera zooms in on like his forehead and it's like a soft dissolve. Uh, so I was like, oh, is this like a subtle hint that like, this isn't a true flashback. This is like in his mind, like his imagine, like he's, telling us a story 
Well, it is a true flashback. He just stops early. Right. Right. So, yeah. so and also like they end up doing a trans like a flashback later and they do it the exact same way. So this means nothing. But it could have yeah. been cool. But you are going into his memories. You're going into his brain bone. That's true. His brain bone. Um how many flashbacks have we ever had that don't feature Duncan? Not many. No. Like that yeah. just feature purely an ancillary character. I think we had one before this, just one. And I can't remember what it is. Well, there was the one with Felicia Martins in for fall that's oh, right. right i for, think there was another one for fall for fowling that's a good kind of pasta i love for fall you boil that up you mix a little bolognese in there Ooh, now you're talking up get a little bit of garlic bread. that's that's what that homeless man was eating a bolognese sandwich yeah. mm-hmm. bolognese sandwich <laughs> slop some sauce in between two slices of <laughs> white bread there you go call it a day mm. oh. <laughs> wow all right that was preform <laughs> for, free, for free fall um so t- let's talk about uh, this flashback okay. with Frank. Yeah, so What's most immortals wanted to kiss, it, kill, kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. Kill him. But Frank taught him how to fly fish. And it's very, like, sweet. And he's like, ha <laughs> Kenny! <laughs> <laughs> we ruined this thing! Yeah. You gotta, they're fighting back! They're fighting back the fish! It's very heartwarming. Yeah, good old Frank. But then you hear that Frank was killed by another immortal. Frank right. was immortal. Did we say that? Uh, I think we hinted at it. Yeah. But yeah, that's the idea. Frank is immortal. They're yeah. fishing. Uh, he's got a big one. He's helping Kenny bring in the fish. And actually, there's some really great dialogue here, I thought. Because this this dialogue ends up kind of summing up the whole episode. Frank is like, see, you got to make it like uh, kiss the water, just like it was a lot. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You got so, it. So it sums Frank, up the whole episode. So Frank has got to make him kiss. Frank has some that's our fan fiction. God damn it! <laughs> that's all say, our he fan does fiction begins. He does say that. Make him kiss. Make him kiss. Um, he's talking about the fly. That's what he's talking about. Uh, anyway, uh, he's like, you got to get the fish interested, and then he's like, you drop it on his tail, and you want to give it a try. So he's like, he's like, patience is what it's all about. And it's mm. like, ah, he's kind of summing up the scheme of this episode. It would seem. Yeah, that Kenny is, is a, very patient. It's a fishing rod. Yeah, there you go. spare the fishing rod. <laughs> Spoil the Kenny. But no, that is a very good point because he is the one who's like the patient manipulator who gets them interested and then pounces. Yeah, and then Frank even also says he's like, "Oh, you got to get him like real tired. You got to like play him." That's another line he yeah. says. So all this stuff kind of relates to the episode, which is pretty solid stuff. That's good writing. Mm-hmm. Double entendre. The last part's the tricky part. He says, which mm. it is because you got to kill him. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back to the present. Yeah, but Kenny just sums it up as some guy cut his head off. Right. Yeah. I couldn't imagine Frank like sword fighting. No, he seems like a hapless goof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I Frank the buffoon immortal. Yeah. yeah. His sword is actually a fishing rod. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the version of like if Goofy <laughs> became a <laughs> yeah <laughs> became a person, he would be Gorsh. Gorsh. Also, he does that dance from the Goofy movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we cut back to the present, and Richie's like, "I've never like even heard of a young immortal." And Mac explains, "He's like, well, that's because they all like die right away." Yeah, this is dark. Yeah. Younger immortals, I guess, are killed quicker in the game because they can't defend themselves that well. Right. Yeah. So it's the first time an unscrupulous person comes along. Yeah. You're toast. So then we get another flashback. We get like back to back flashbacks. Back to back flashback. Yep. Virginia, 1862. Uh, we're on a bridge. Uh, this is during the uh, Civil War. Important question here. Continuity related. Mm. What the hell? Mac was a Union soldier at some point. Right. Was he actually a Union soldier? He was yes. in a uniform. Oh, that's he right. He was in a uniform. And honestly, yeah. that's if, right. 
we just did a live video where we unboxed uh, a poster showing where Mac was at different times and all the battles he fought in. One of the ones that was actually clearly shown on it was yeah. 1862. Mac was a Union soldier. He's wearing a Union uniform. So he's there yeah. as a Union soldier. This flashback, though, clearly seems to indicate that he is not. He's some kind of operative for the Underground Railroad, it seems. I feel like in the episode where he was getting hung, they do mention that he helps runaway slaves. Yeah. Right, which you could do as a Union soldier, but right. he's, like, mouthing off to, like, this Union commander in these flashbacks yeah. and stuff like that. It seems very clear that he is not, definitively not a soldier in this flashback, so I don't right. know what happens there. Yeah, well, the commander actually even says to him, he says, go back to your Negroes, abolitionists, and leave the fighting to men. Like, I, bl- so, like, I believe he says negress, which, oh, I does found he somehow, really? which I somehow found more offensive. I thought he said the other N-word, Oh, and I had to pause it Ooh. and rewatch it a few times, because I was like, really? Then no, you were disappointed when that. he didn't say it. But the, he does. Because Eamon's a stone cold racist. That's right. <laughs> He's a devotee of the alt right. Mm-hmm. He's our third co host, Pepe the Frog. That's right. Wee wee. Uh, <laughs> they do say the N word in that episode we're referring to, though, don't they? Remember? Yes, that? they do. And we they were like, do. what? Whoa. What? That, that's in the episode Innocent Man. Right. Yeah. Where Sheriff Bad Guy is the, the enemy, but all the flashbacks involve his friend who was a Confederate officer. Right. right. That's when you start a new TV show and you say, when's the right time to drop the N-word? Fourth episode in, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a good... All shows have that question <laughs> they ask. When's the time? Fourth episode. But Mac is, like, helping some runaway slaves get to freedom. And so he warns this commander. I guess they're trying to march on, and he's like, there is a battalion ahead. You will lose this. You're going to get, like, bottlenosed in the bridge, blah, blah, blah. Right? Something like that? Something like so, that. Somehow was, Mac knows that this is not going to end well. I was a little well, confused about how this is all shaking out. Deeply but. confused. Because first off, maybe it's just the way it's shot, but it looks like there's the same number of both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it looks like identical numbers. And somehow through the magic of cinema, there's like a bunch of smoke at some point. And then all of a sudden, there's just the Confederates are there at the other end of the bridge and just yeah. mow down the Union guys. And it's like, how did they Batman their way there? <laughs> right. Like, these Confederate troops Batmacked. They did it. <laughs> like, they, and they just, like, appear and mow them down. It's just like, if they just waited for, because apparently the Confederates were marching their way. It's like, if the Union guys had waited, it just seems like they would have been the ones murdering the other guys. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah, they could have waited until they were all on the bridge. Like and, then, and then they, just and, shot them off. And, yeah. 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 I like, it didn't seem like they needed to run. It yeah. just seemed yeah. like they didn't need to slowly walk over the bridge where the Confederates magically appeared. Right. It's mm. not their trick. Maybe Union. they were magic it's their illusion. Confederates, and that's why Mac was warning the Union guys. Yeah, that's Ooh, it. maybe it's like Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, and the Confederate soldiers are actually vampires. I think that is that's exactly it. And the that's Underground Railroad exactly is smuggling silver. So the Union troops, so that they can murder the vampires. Mm-hmm. Very good. So there's a bloodbath. It's pretty dark. There's like a dead horse on the bridge. Yeah, I was like, yikes! This is rough. This they all looks kind of cool. Horse for the shot. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. It says that on the DVD commentary. We had to kill a horse. <laughs> I fucking stab this horse. <laughs> stab it right through his horse neck. Uh, so anyway, they Mac the only one. Mac gets horse. shot. Every, well, everybody, all the Union soldiers gets shot. Yeah. And then we see there. Why does Mac come back? Like, why doesn't Mac actually go with it? 
them. At some point, he runs over and is like trying to get the union officer oh, to like yeah. stop shooting for some reason. I have no idea what his game is. Like, I can't yeah. understand what he's trying to do. Yeah, I don't. And he gets shot, but whatever it is, he gets shot doing it. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah. But is he? Does he think surrendering is the right move at this point? I don't know. Like, like you're going to lose. Already dead. Everybody's like dead at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the some of the union guys run away. Mm. Yeah, maybe he's trying to get him to run away. I guess. Why, is he maybe, Why did yeah. he stick around? I just don't get. Yeah, it. good point. And this guy, that guy was a dickhole. Like, it's true. Like urethra. Yeah. <laughs> Real urethra over there. Yeah. Urethra in a suit. So anyway, Mac awakens uh, because of his immortality, and he sees a young boy. I guess this little like drummer boy, a, a Sean. Li- a, actually, a little drummer boy. <laughs> a, a, a literal little drummer boy. Literal little drummer boy. Yeah. Pum, and pum, so pum, this pum. guy, this kid is also immortal, and he's like kind of robbing the. Is he, is he like looking for bullets? Is he robbing them? What's he doing? Either way, I guess he's kind he's of digging through their he's pockets. He's looting the dead. Yeah, yeah, he's looting the dead. And so Mac is like, this is not a place for a young boy. And he wants to get him out of there. So yeah. the boy helps Mac up and they're off. But then we cut to the present. So we're not sure exactly how this story's shaking out. I actually kind of like that both these flashbacks, like they're doled out a little slower. Like we see a bit of the story and then we're going to get a little bit more later. It's kind of cool. So Mac tells Kenny uh, he can stay the night. And then there's a knock on the door and Anne is coming over. Anne, Dr. Anne Lindsay. Did anyone notice that like Kenny like grossly kind of like licks his lip? Like it's he looks at Anne and he's like, ooh, hubba hubba. It's gross. It's like, oh, yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Anne's looking good, though. Hey, hey. I have a comment that I like. I like the way Anne dresses. Is that a weird thing? In these both these episodes, I'm like, she's got a good sense of style. Yeah, like they dress her, I think, better than like she's not wearing like the Turok dinosaur hunter vest that. Tess was wearing. wearing yeah. yeah, Tess's wardrobe was insane. Insane. Yeah, like, te- like well, her entire aesthetic was insane. That's yeah, true. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Anne looks like pretty sharp. Like yeah. she's wearing like some cool suits and mm-hmm. I don't know some sharp dresses, sweaters, dresser. some sweaters, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. Shoes, pants, got the whole ensemble. Yeah, those are our, those are all garments. Are we just naming garments now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just naming the stuff Anne's wearing. That's all. I'm just keeping this show related. Cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, they're going to go on a date. Mac explains that Kenny is his, like, second, second cousin, cousin. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, and Anne's, like, being responsible. She's like, uh, we have to go, but, like, isn't he too young to be alone? It's like, yeah. Like, she's, like, pretty wise to a lot of shit that Mac tries to pull, which is good. Uh-oh. It's time for our worst thing, spatial reasoning. Is this the first time we've ever encountered this door, this second floor door to Mac's loft? No, we've seen it before. Oh, Who yeah. The, uses the, it? The Mac cop- uses it. The cop guy, like, escaped from it on that one episode. Because um, there was also that weird spiral staircase. No, there's the spiral staircase. Up, that's... Which might be gone. I don't remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, that might be gone. Wait, but is no, there Max, a different you... new? Yeah, there's, there's a, a, door there's a side the door. Right of the, to the right of the elevator, oh, there is a door. Yeah, I think um, Richie and the girl escaped from that in the um, Undercolor of Authority episode. Yeah, and also last episode we saw it with, um, that's how Mac enters in Rite of Passage. When how many fucking comes back e- with- how many exits are in Mac's apartment? I don't know. It's place to have a lot of 40, no, 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 forty billion. That's their that stairway leads to like the the alleyway. Like there's like a fire escape. I what guess it's like what controls to heaven. Wh- why are they sometimes using this elevator? Why if Mac doesn't want to disturb uh, the meatheads working out in the the dojo? I think that's right. That's it. That must mm-hmm. be it. He doesn't. Wanna- I, for some reason, I feel like this is the first time we've explicitly seen it. I know that they've like said like go out the back. Yeah, before. we've definitely seen it before. I will go on record as saying that uh, it will be backed up by the film, the video. This episode the was shot film. on. 
Good argument, guys. We kept it. <laughs> was, we kept was, it wasn't cool. really an argument, but still not sure you're right. <laughs> I'm positive you're wrong. Anne warns Mac that maybe he's too young to be left alone. Mm-hmm. So that gives Mac pause, and we get another flashback to when he leaves this like little drummer boy, little drummer boy alone. Uh, so with he, this old like crone, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, where, where are they? Aren't they yeah. like a uh, hundred steps from a battle? Like, why did he think this was a good place to leave him, regardless? I don't know. Right. So this is like an underground railroad stop, right? Is that what this place oh, is? Oh, maybe, because I guess he brings everybody there, right? Yeah. That appears to be the implication. Yeah. All right. So then this kid, Sean, like, even back in the 1800s, I feel like children did not speak like this. The, the kid, Sean, is like, but we should stay together. We're two of a kind. Brethren. It's like <laughs> no, no one ever spoke like that. Yeah, and this guy does not seem at all afraid of Mac for whatever reason. For somebody that's especially, like, so paranoid about being left alone for other immortals to get him. Yeah, he seems totally comfortable with Mac. Yeah. Not sure why. But so Mac anyway, so Mac leaves this leaves kid, him. Sean, yeah. uh, at this cabin. Uh, and then we cut back to the present. Kenny is there, I guess, with Richie. Richie's come over to babysit. And he's playing with, like, a Bobo dragon sword. Yes, this? I did see that. Uh, and the, the thing has got, like, a mechanical voice. It's like, I want your head. I want you dead. Yeah, you must die. It's <laughs> like, whoa. Also, a little too on the nose. Right. Yeah. Isn't this the time where, like, parents were coming out about, like, violent toys? Yeah. Like, Mortal Kombat's bad and Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles are evil. Yeah. Did people say that? I kind of... Yeah, Ninja Turtles was too violent. That's why in the third movie, like, they use, like, rubber weapons. They never used them, really. And didn't Michelangelo's, like, uh, nunchucks get replaced by, like rope at some point does anyone remember this no yeah at some point they removed the like the wooden i guess you'd call them batons that are at the end of the the nunchucks and it's like he just has a rope that's what he uses really yeah i don't think i do, i fairly recently rewatched that movie and i don't recall oh no it's not in the movie it's in the cartoon excuse me oh 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 weird yeah weird also ninja Turtles three not good but it was better than I thought it was. Turtles in yeah. Time. I rewatched that it, recently too. Well, that Turtles in Time is the fourth video game. Uh, it is not the name of the movie. But it's kind of, you know, they're kind of related. My favorite kind part of. of that movie is when at the end the guy falls down the cliff into the water and the way they make him fall into the water is he just disappears. Yeah, <laughs> it really, like, literally just vanishes. Whoop. <laughs> I was like, "What? Magic." Yeah. Ninja Turtles. And next time I'll use mustard. Yeah. Well, then then Kenny kind of like burns Richie. He's like, "You're not even a grown up yet." I was like, yeah. "Jesus." Like, I guess not. Like Right. This is what, yeah, this is what's the conversation that spawned my question of how old how old is he supposed to be? Yeah, like he's de- we've definitely seen him drinking. He's in that bar with like a bunch of skinheads that one time. Right. Like he's like an adult. He can drive. Yeah. yeah, Kenny's all mad. He's like, how can you stand like not getting older? Yeah, and Richie's like the only words Richie can offer him. He's like, ah, forget about it. Happened. What happened happened. Move yeah. on. It's like, hey, I have a weird like thing about Kenny where this will come up more as the episode goes on, so maybe we should talk about it a little bit more later. But he doesn't seem like like a kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's acting... He isn't. Right, but he's, like, he's old, but, like, if you're a kid forever, I mean, like, I know your brain isn't, like, fully developed when you're, you know, 10 or whatever. And, like, that just kind of made me confused about... He, like, it, the way they make this character, he's, like, an adult shrunken into a kid's body as opposed to just he's, like, a kid that's been around for... I had some questions about similar things. Brain that, development? Well, just, yeah. like, how much of him is really a kid? Like, we'll talk about this later, I think. Are you talking about his penis? Don't do that. 
All right, we'll talk about that off air because I had a lot of questions about his dick. His dick. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a little kid. Anyway, so we cut to Joe's. There's, the we world's some... worst date. I've got Again. no problems with this. All right, so there's some live music playing, and Anne is like, oh, I really like this place. Why haven't I heard of it before? You mean you were just there? Yeah, you were yeah. just there. So I had a couple of theories about this. So one was she was hit on the head with a brick. So yeah. So that's my first. Is maybe she, she was the bum. So she has amnesia now. <laughs> maybe they pl- the place they went to in the last episode wasn't Joe's, but it looked it, it was it Joe's. looked like Joe's. Maybe it wasn't Joe's. Oh, mm. what? <laughs> yep. I yep. Don't know. Uh, and I mean, then I agree that this is bonkers. Then so. my third theory is this is a brand new Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> There's multiple channels. An, an expansion. It's a chain now. Yeah. And it's a then, franchise. Uh, and, and then bars. as part of the Zeist averse, there are two timelines that are, people are constantly phasing in and out mm-hmm. of. And so the last date maybe didn't really happen. I think that's the that's one. That's probably yeah, the one. That's it. <laughs> we nailed it. Yeah. Good work, guys. I yep. have that Ann and McLeod are at Joe's again. <laughs> and it's like it's like the Winchester and Shaun of the Dead. Like that's the only place McLeod ever suggests they go. Yeah, like, she gets oh, like really sick of it. We yeah. have to go to Joe's again. Coming up in the next episode, they have another date at Joe's. <laughs> she asked about his father. Yeah, his parents. He's yeah. like, oh, he was a military guy. What about yeah. your mom? Well, she was married to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was all kind of funny. He talks about like Wisconsin and cheese. Like he just kind of rattles off like the most known facts but about these facts places. about Wisconsin, uh, which is very funny. And also, this is the second episode. We'll see this in the next episode where Anne questions Mac about things, and he's totally clueless, which is really funny. It's like, how are you not prepped for this? Yeah. This is your job. This is your job. They took our jobs. They took our job. We cut to the loft, and Richie's trying to convince Kenny that he's got, like, a lot to live for. It's not so bad. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, you're never going to get arthritis and all this sort of stuff. But then they get the buzz. buzz. And so... Richie warns Kenny, he's like, well, maybe you should hide or run out back. I'm going to investigate. So Richie heads downstairs. And now we get to meet our other immortal in this episode, Dolman Ross. Dolman Ross. He, Dolman. Looks, like, he looks like a poor man's coal meanie. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Eamon, you watched this episode with your roommate. What did your uh, roommate have to say about this character? He said, that guy looks like a Highlander fan. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. That's such a big burn on us. Yep. But, he looks uh, like me. Oh, uh, the possibility. The possibility. Uh, All right, so let's yeah, talk about he's, some... he's very unthreatening looking. Uh, he looks yeah. like a nerd. He look, is less threatening looking than even Michael Moore was. Uh. <laughs> he's like a total nerd dad. Yeah, he's got like a, a dad bod. Dad bod. Goatee. Yeah. He also kind of looks like Louis C.K. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he, he does. does kind of look like Louis C.K. Yeah. If you mashed him up with Mr. O'Brien, yeah. you'd get <laughs> So, Mr. O'Brien, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, Dalman Ross, this is like a whole plot problem. And Dalman Ross, he is like, I'm here for the kid. I don't have shit with you. And he's like, I'm coming back for him. And it's like, yeah. hey, by the way, buddy, do you want to mention the problem with that kid? Like, he does he not say nothing. anything. He, he says just, nothing. Why? This is a problem a lot of like movies and TVs yeah. have. Movies and TVs, movie and TV shows have where there's a very simple answer. Yeah. Which is usually just a character needs to say what's going on. What their inten- state their intention. And right. they don't to keep the tension up. And it doesn't make any sense in this scenario. Because also, like, this guy was tricked by Kenny. Like, it's not yeah. like he's after him for other reasons. I could maybe see that. Like, if this guy purely wanted to kill him because he is just a South all- Park fan. Yeah. <laughs> just saw Kenny is an easy target. And he's like, let me get 
my prey, essentially. Mm. And he didn't know that Kenny ran the scam on people. It's like he, you literally know that you, he tricks people until the time is right. You see him tricking a person. Why wouldn't you tell them yeah, that like, they're being you, tricked? Don't you want to save this person? It's like, Richie could be next. He's like, right. I got no time for this. Like, I got to just kill this I kid. Got, I got no time for this. I'll come back later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time to calmly explain to you the situation, but I do have time to return later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What the hell? Doesn't make any sense. But Richie acquits himself well in this scene, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking tough. He is. He's got his stance in order. His, his sword. stance kirsch. Stance Kirsch. Stance Kirsch. <laughs> All right, so we cut to later in the loft, and Mac is questioning the kid about, like, why was this guy coming for you, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the kid's just like, well, I'm easy prey. That's why he's here. So Mac suggests that maybe they're going to take Kenny to a religious school or something. He's like, I know a priest. Kenny doesn't really want to go because mm. he's like, I don't want to live at a church, but this is the only solution, really. Yeah. Well, what he also, actually I says... Note that the music celebrates Richie's victory over Delman Ross with some fretless bass music. <laughs> 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 but sorry, go ahead. I just wanted to say, Kenny says, I don't want to live with a priest. And I'm like, oh, that's a valid concern. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially these days. Yeah, with uh, young Kenny. Also, I don't know if they were like running out of money here, but most of this shot, most of this scene is just shot from like an above the head still cam that looks like it's like a security camera footage. Yeah, this is another one it of those shots weird. like in the morgue. And it's like, why is why yeah. is the camera just floating up there? Very strange. For why? And it's a it's a lot of the scene is yeah. shot that way. It's weird. Kenny asks to go fishing first. They're not gonna go to this priest school right away. So like Kenny gets basically half like a do whatever Kenny wants to do. Kenny's day. last day. Exactly. So he requests to go fishing and they're gonna go. So we cut to Mac Crystal Lake. Uh, Give me a catch. Take a catch. So it's just Mac and Kenny there fishing. At the same, like, exact same spot. So I had another question. Is... Was Frank another one of these Seacouver immortals? Like, Seacouver seems ripe with immortals. Seacouver is a hotbed of immortal activity. And we'll see in the next episode, that immortal seems to have his, like, home base in Seacouver, the surrounding Seacouver area as well. Everybody's right here. I just think that the takeaway is ultimately just that there are a lot of immortals, I guess. Yeah. I guess yeah. it's just a lot. Like yeah. a ton. Either that or they're just all in Seacouver. Yeah. Or it's like Gathering Magic. The first episode's gathering called The Magic. Gathering. It's in Seacouver, I guess. So Kenny's teaching Mac how to fish. He's like, well, first you have to put the rod together. Like this. You're a good teacher. Like blah, blah, blah. This yeah. is ridiculous. Anyway, so they're fishing. Kenny says, you know, fishing adds an extra year to your life every day you fish. But then we get a flashback back with Kenny and Frank. And so this is the scene we saw before, but extended. Uh, so when Kenny goes to get the net to catch the fish, he actually he gets a sword. The sword out. And then it's pretty cold and just like cuts Frank's Wet head off. Frank's head off. And, and then we get roars. a goofy yeah. roar and <laughs> so, silly quickening. So this director was the same director for The Cross of St. Antoine, which also had the raptor roars. Oh, that's right. So we know. I think we know the culprit yeah. on these raptors. Dennis Berry is into these He's raptor into, roars. Maybe he saw Jurassic Park and was like, some more of that, please. <laughs> Sign me up, dude. Yeah. Hitch it, dude. Hitch it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm in the movies guys yeah we're but we're a bunch of foley artists yeah here. so and then we cut back to the present so at this point we now are 100 percent sure of what kenny's 
Mo is. So he goes to get. Is it a net again, or get uh, the the hooks, the flies, or whatever? He's going to it's get some. The, shit. It's the flies. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like he's getting a sword now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Anne shows up with lunch yeah. and ruins the whole thing. And this mm-hmm. really pisses Kenny off. Oh, he's he, a, oh, he come, mad. Yeah, yeah he goes into full dick mode. He's such an asshole. <laughs> I'm actually like, hey, Kenny. Yeah, so Anne's like, oh, can you teach me how to fish? He's like, I'm only here to teach Mac or be with Mac. And it's yeah. like, ugh, man, not cool. Come on. Right. He's, he's a brat. So then he goes just like hides in the tree, like amongst the bu- the brush. He's gone feral. Does someone say something? Somebody has the brains of a flashlight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anne like really disses the fish bad. Yeah. She's like, oh, you guys can really catch those fucking idiot fish. <laughs> like, <laughs> with the brains the, inside of a flash, like a flashlight? The batteries in a flash. Like, it's, what does she what say? The brains? Like a she flash- says, uh, oh, I'm just strictly back up, implying that she's not going to stay around for a mm. while. She's just bringing the fish. She's like, I'm sure a couple of tough guys like you can outsm- outsmart a few tiny creatures with the brains of a flashlight. What? I does guess that it's mean? like a flicker. It's not like they're brilliant. It's they're not bright, a, not yeah. very bright. Yeah, I think that's the joke. Or maybe it's just well, brains it's just of that- a fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> that was well. It. Before fleshlights were invented, people used fish. Ew! Oh god, <laughs> gross, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> For some reason, that was over the line. But all right. Yeah. I got my report card back from school, but I need something to attach it to my refrigerator with. Oh, that's an intractable problem. If only there was some way the rewatchers could help. Hmm. And if it only could be Highlander related. I mean, that would be the best of all possible worlds because your report card was all sword fighting related. (laughs) That's right. Topics. And I got all C's for C-word. Wow. That was a reach. (laughs) But you know what's not out of reach? Our Highlander magnets. They're actually super special and one of a kind. They are. You know, I did notice that you got one good grade and it was in drawing, Eamon. That's right. I got an A. I was gonna say a D for drawing, but yeah, why not? Why not a plus? Yeah, um, I drew five uh, Highlander character magnets in collaboration with Panzer Davis Productions. Um, we have a Mythos, a Joe, a Duncan, and Amanda, and a special Highlands Duncan. Ooh, he looks cool. He looks like the barbarian charmer that we've all come to know and love. That's it's right. incredible. And Eamon, where can you find these things? You can find these on our Facebook page or in our Etsy shop. You can order a one set of all five at one low, low price. You won't believe it. And you know what? If you can order it, if it ships, we'll send it to you. That's right. If it ships. Yeah. If it ships, we'll send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> we, but we're actually not going to deliver it. It's not a Pony Express kind of situation. No. A good delivery It's a Federal person. Express kind of situation. That's right. The Feds. The Federalis. All right, so we cut back to the dojo, and the like. The gang just got back from the fishing trip, and Mac is kind of reprimanding Kenny for like how he treated Anne. She's trying to be nice, but Kenny's like, oh, "I was just kind of jealous. Like I thought this was going to be our day." Mm. Yeah. So we cut to Joe's, and Mac, I guess, has asked about Dom and Ross, mm-hmm. and so Joe is telling him that like you know he was a school teacher in the american revolution he started wandering around about 20 years ago after his wife was killed uh but he's not the kind of guy that would like whack a kid like he seems like joe's saying that this guy's like an upright guy he's a good guy 
Yeah, he's a teacher. And it was also, it was just Teacher Appreciation Day. So Mac wants him to kind of look into when Dalman and Kenny met and what the circumstances were. Uh, so then we cut back to the dojo, and Richie's there showing Kenny some moves, which is just like Richie beating up a child. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty good. But he's trying to teach him some moves that like a small guy can use. Right. Kenny gets all upset, and yeah. he oh God. flips out. He freaks, and it's a weird rant. Yeah, it is. He's like, I can never drive a car. I'm with you. Then he's like, and then I can never have oh the have f- a first, woman. As if anyone, if anyone ever, no matter what their age, uses the phrase "have a woman," that's yeah, weird. We're already about to have words. Yeah. But second off, you're ten. You're ten. Yeah. You're trying to tell us that you're fourteen and you're using the phrase "have a woman." I'd immediately be like, okay, you're eighty. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll never have a woman. And so then Ugh. he like slams down a bottle. And yeah. then another bottle breaks. Yeah. And he then like, he says, this is so strange to me. He's like, oh, I can never do anything right. Implying, like, I can't can even you, put I, down bottles. I can't yeah. even have a tantrum correctly. And, and then yeah. Richie's like, oh, that's okay. It happens to everybody. It's yeah. like, or it happens to the It's like, what? Like, what is happening I in this scene? I mess up putting bottles down all the time. Right. <laughs> He's just trying to make the kid feel better. I guess yeah. so. I, think, uh, I don't think that, that these lines are the unnatural part of it. <laughs> so then, then Richie utters the three tenets of the Church of Raw Dog Ryan, which are relax. Chill out. Take a break. <laughs> <laughs> the Church of Raw Dog. Those are the three colors of the Raw Dog. With, like, <laughs> that in Latin. Relax. Chill out. Take a break. How do you say Raw Dog in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Richie starts cleaning up the stuff from their workout or whatever. And uh, Kenny starts sneaking over to the swords hanging up on the wall. Right. We've but, often a- we've asked before in last season, like, why are there swords on, like, real swords on the I wall? I thought those were um, Charlie's swords. Oh, that's right. He, he took with them. Yeah, takes swords they're in his them. bag. So Mac replaced them with his own swords. I guess. I mean, yeah, they, I don't know. it really brings the room together. Yeah. <laughs> so it really brought the room together, did it not? <laughs> Kenny gets one of these swords and he's about to kill Richie. But then Buzz Mac comes in. And so, like, literally, by pure chance, Richie's life is saved by Mac approaching the dojo. And this, I guess, is not suspicious at all. Yeah, Yeah. and the fact that Kenny has the sword passes without comment. (laughs) He's just, he's literally standing right next to Richie with With the sword. sword. And Richie's never like, uh, bro, what's with this fucking sword? Yeah. Yeah. And Mac just picks it up, like, oh, look at this. Hmm. What well, know? he kind of makes a joke, like, oh, yeah. you guys are training? Like, maybe don't use something so sharp when you're yeah. training. So then we cut to the loft, and Kenny's drinking another soda. I think half of this episode, Kenny's just so hopped up on sugar. Yeah, he's and that's up. Yeah, he's drinking too much soda. <laughs> yeah, the real villain in this episode is Mountain Dew. Yeah. Soda tax. <laughs> uh, Mac's making some tea. Anne comes in, and she's not there to see Mac, but she's actually kind of trying to mend the fence. Men the bridge? What yeah, are we she saying? shows up to hang out with Kenny. Right. She wants but to make which, things right. At which point, more hints that he's a 90-year-old man. Yeah. So he's a real dick. He's like, I don't want to do anything with you. And then he's like, you know, Max sleeps with like a lot of women, and they're prettier than you. They look like this. And he holds up like a magazine. He's like just reading a nudie mag or something? What is no, he doing? This is what he has. This is He's reading a comic book because they show That's it, a comic? Like, from, I thought it was like a USA did, or like a people magazine. They're like, they show him like from behind reading it and it's a comic book. He's like, he's <gasps> reading the... And then the, the ad he shows her, I remember this ad. Holy shit. One, it's an ad for the weird science television show. Oh. And it's, I forget the woman that's on the show, but like, I remember that ad. It obviously made an impression on me, but it's just, it's basically... <laughs> Basically like a, yeah, we know what it did. It's basically like a fold-out in a comic book, <laughs> with just a full image of this woman. And the concept of weird science, if nobody knows, it's like two geeky science kids like create 
a woman. Like, yeah. It's like a Frankenstein yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. That they yeah. want to bang. That they want right. to bang. Yeah. Which right. is weird. Yeah. yeah. Which is gross. And this movie, that movie would never be made today. <laughs> right? nope. like, hey, guys, you want to make like a biological sex bot? Cool. Okay. Like, this movie's for kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flashlight. Uh, yeah. A fish light. Yeah, <laughs> very good we're about to get another uh flashback and the the transition's kind of cool because uh, there's like an audio transition like the tea that mac is making like the tea kettle goes off so i think yeah. it's kind of cool because it's like it's showing that like kenny's really angry about shit it's like ah nice good boiling over yeah why don't we go together it's my responsibility More yeah because i guess mumbles. mac is getting concerned or yeah. at first i wasn't sure i was like is mac getting wise to this situation that kenny's not so cool I don't or know. is he really concerned and i think this this flashback clears up the issue that Mac is still legitimately concerned that, like, yeah. Kenny can't be alone. He's got to be with him just in case something happens. So we cut back to Virginia, 1862. And so there's these three enslaved people are being, I guess, held by the Confederate officers. These are the people he was trying to escort out. Right. right. Uh, so Mac is there to rescue them. And he, like, kind of just shoves the one soldier. And then he, like, karate's the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Naturally. But he saves these people. But while he's saving them, uh, there's, like, a quickening in the distance. Uh, and Mac is like, oh, fuck. So he goes running back to the cabin, like, through a battle. Like, there's a full-on yeah. battle going. Yeah. Apparently. It's like, I'm glad you were staying so close to this battle. Yeah. yeah. So when he arrives back at the cabin, he sees Catherine dead first. And then he sees Sean's baby Sean. Baby, dead body. Baby, yeah. <laughs> it's very sad. Also, who who killed him? Yeah. We're who never killed, sure. Who killed Sean? This is... Is, it, is it his friend? His Confederate soldier friend? Oh. oh that'd be crazy. That'd be... That would be yeah whoa yeah maybe before they met yeah he whacks this kid and murders that woman not cool the scene where mac like runs through the battle is pretty cool yeah i thought i liked it i liked all the kind of civil war flashback stuff i mean like i didn't think the content of the flashback was like anything special like it's kind of just like oh mac met a kid before and too bad that kid died uh, but it all looked cool like the costuming was neat the battle was kind of fun it's too bad it wasn't like content driven yeah. Because, like, the flashback we had in Innocent Man, which was to the Civil War, like, that was a pretty chintzy flashback. Like, it was like a guy on a horse in a Confederate uniform. But the stuff they talked about was cool. This is, like, the opposite. Like, this looks great. And, like, kind of there's no substance to what's going on in this. It just kind of lets you know Max dealt with this before. Right. right. So we cut back to the present. Dissolves through some, like, falling leaves or whatever. And so Mac, Kenny, and Anne are walking through the park. And Mac is, like, pointing to, like, the skate park. And she's like, that looks fun. And then... <laughs> Kenny goes, I don't have a skate. skate, a skate. skate. It's like, once again, yeah, we know you're like a million years old. Yeah. Yeah. Who talks like this? I don't have a skate. That's what the kids are saying, right? <laughs> when they listen to their punk rock music, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not a skater boy. No. And she's like, oh, maybe you can borrow one of their skateboards. It's like, oh, great. That's yeah. like what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he does want to borrow one of their skateboards, yeah. Yeah. actually, very badly. I think this might speak to your point of like, is he, a, he is kind of a kid. Yeah. I'm not really sure where what... he decides he's going to try to choke out one of yeah. these skaters because <laughs> he wouldn't let him borrow his skateboard. He wouldn't let me borrow his board. <laughs> so while this is going so he on. fucking choke slammed him. Yeah. And like... Yeah. Uh, so while this is going on, we cut back to the loft, yeah. and Richie is cooking dinner for, I guess, Mac. Very mm-hmm. nice of him. And Joe shows up. This is the clip we heard at the top of the episode. So Joe finds out this kid is not 14. He's more like 814. What? Uh, and this is like the scam he's been pulling to survive, that he befriends immortals and then kills them. Pretty intense. And then and Richie also- like slams down a knife. He's like, damn it! Yeah. And Richie's- <laughs> Richie has one of my favorite greetings so far. Oh, what's up, D? <laughs> 
what's up, D? That's amazing. Anyway, I didn't catch that. That's yeah, that is amazing. Real what's good. up, D? What's, what's up, up, D? What's up, D? Really trying to hip up this episode since <laughs> this is like the kid centric episode. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Well, that kid is eight hundred. Like Joe's performance in this scene is like reminiscent of the watchers yeah, yeah. uh so yes but then we cut back to the I know your first love <laughs> so we cut back to the park and yeah kenny is choking out some fucking kid because he wouldn't land him his skateboard and yeah i don't know why he's doing this why why did he bother like did he want to really skate yeah i don't know he's or like, is this one of those things that like as a 14 year old or 10 year old boy like he doesn't have a lot of options for fun right so maybe the opportunity to do kid stuff and skate He's kind of cool. Like it's like I got to do something for fun. I can skate. I don't know. And then I don't know why he's doing this. Not news, little kid. He's like, no, it's my board. And right. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Very good. <laughs> Mac pulls him away and is like, "What's going on? You want to explain this?" Right. And then they get the buzz, and Dom and Ross shows up at the park. Uh, so Mac starts to kind of like rush them away. But while this is all happening, like Anne at some point like excuses herself. Like Mac is having like a stern talking to to Kenny. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? And Kenny's like, Well, I lost it. And Anne is just like, I'm gonna wait over here. And then when Dom and Ross shows up, it's like time to go. And Anne is suddenly like, she just kind of walks back into yeah. the chat, like, I'm here again. It's like, okay. <laughs> I think it's like, very strange. And what happens to her? Like she says, I'll stand over here, and then he's like, All right, I'll see you later. And then she's like, Okay. And she just and she's yeah. yeah, she's gone. I thought she had to go to the hospital. Yeah. In the script, I think it says that she had to go to the hospital. But yeah, she really just walks five feet away and then shows back up. But she yep. also thinks that Kenny needs a little help. Yeah, yeah a little. Because she you know, knows that str- he strangled that kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this kid's not well adjusted. So anyway, then we cut to outside a like a mission or church mm-hmm. near the park. Mac mumbles his way through this sense. He's like, "Oh, you're straight from the Holy Ground. You're so steps, so steps." Like, what, where like, were they? I don't that know. Looks, that doesn't look like uh, looks like, like a Holy Ground. That looks like, yeah, that, yeah. That looks <laughs> like where uh, yeah. the lifeguards go when they yeah. leave the pool. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so he's like, "Just stay on the steps," and it's like, "I guess the steps count as Holy Ground." They like, didn't in the cross of Saint Antoine. Exactly. Yeah. The steps were right there. Right. But it'll be this King Gord. <laughs> Consistency. All right, so Mac leaves to take care of this issue. And uh, he, like, really needs to take care of this guy's tie-shirt combo. Right? <laughs> it's just not working. So we cut to, like, it's an his, alley. It's his deadliest weapon. Yeah. yeah. As we come to Mistressed, see. Mistressed. Yeah. Poorly dressed. Delman Ross. So it's very foggy out. A, ver- a Dennis Berry trope. Remember, like, uh, Nowhere to Run? All the fog in that episode. That's all fog all the time. All fog all the time. Once again, Dalman Ross does not tell Mac what is going on. And, like, he's about to face off. Like, what is going on? Just say what's happened. He's about to fight his second guy. Like, threatening to fight his second guy before just saying, like, he murdered my wife when I tried to help him. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Dalman Ross gets his ass beat. (laughs) Like, right away. not good. But Mac, I guess, is thankfully not too cruel and lets yeah. him go and he's like okay uh which, so mac leaves. which also why this guy's like trying to murder a kid well i think it's yeah. because he says he murdered my wife oh he does say that he yeah. does say that like mac has him and then that's finally when this guy decides to tell mac what's going on or a little bit he just says he killed my wife not sure about any of the context of this still but i guess this gives mac pause so he leaves uh in the meantime i guess kenny has left the church mac returns yeah. and he's gone and so Kenny is sneaking around. Another meditation on the buzz. 
like right behind Dom and Ross, who Mac was just there a second ago. Like, uh, yeah. I guess he's like looped around in some way. He, he like jumps over like a wall somehow yeah. to get there onto like a over a wall and onto a fire, fire escape. escape. Like, who knows? But can he takes his head? Yeah, but he's literally right behind uh-huh. Ross before Ross gets like a buzz. Yeah, huh. and he's like McLeod, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, why doesn't he, like, get up when he gets the buzz? Like, yeah. he takes no action. He just sits yeah. there and, like, blubbers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively. So, let's talk also, about this quickening. Kenny's sword. Yeah, where does Kenny get the sword? What is... It's know. big, too. It's a yeah, big it's sword. A, it's not like a short sword. At first, I thought space. maybe he just had a pipe. And I was like, oh, he's going to, like, knock him out, then take his sword and kill him. But no, he, like, gets the quickening right away. Like, he somehow have, he has a sword. He doesn't have a bag with him. A sword bag? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's how you transport swords, right? Yeah, sword bag. Sword bag. Well, that's what he TM. pulled it out of the bag when they were fishing. But I'm like, where, where is where is it? Who knows? So we get another quickening with Kenny. And this is kind of crazy, too. We get more roaring, but also we get this effect on his eyes. You guys yeah, see this? Like the ghost of the quickening goes into his, like, eyeballs. And he has, like, old man eyes yeah. now. Uh, which apparently I think was the face of, like, one of the lighting techs. Uh, I want to say the special features mention that. In one of the interviews, the guy, uh, Dan Palanessa, I guess, mm. the visual, who the, the one who apologized for the rainbow starburst The thing flagellating, in, self-flagellating right. yeah. Special effects. As artist. much as he apologized for that not being good, he is very proud of this. He is like, "This is great. This was tremendous. Like that we did. Yeah, I liked it. It's fine. Oh, I I don't really like it at all. I think it's kind of goofy. I thought this was silly. Yeah. But, I mean, because he's like, yeah. it lets us know he's old. It's like we know he's old. I I don't know if I need like I effects to. Tell I didn't me. actually notice that. Yeah, I saw weird. it going into his eyes, but I didn't notice like the oldening. Yeah, yeah. oldening. So I might have to re- yeah, that's, revisit that's that. That's the opposite of the quickening, the old thing. So these are, more, these are all the special effects questions we have in this show. Why don't ghosts appear every time? And <laughs> yeah. why Duncan's never 600 years. Why isn't Duncan old every time he gets a quickening? Yeah. yeah. I don't know who's old or not unless they tell me. Hmm. That's where I'm standing yeah, on this. That's, that's your Kenny's, position. Kenny's older than Duncan. Maybe that's why. Maybe that is why. So he roars. Grar. So he roars. Sorry. So... We should talk about this next clip. We cut back to the loft, and now our three heroes, Richie, Mac, and Joe, are kind of discussing what they found out about Kenny and how this plays into the game and what this all means. So let's take a listen to this and talk about it. I'm sorry. Ross was a good man. He was no better than the rest of us. He was there to kill Kenny. Well, he had a reason. This Kenny is evil, McLeod. Old evil. Then so are we. Eight years, 800 years, makes no difference, Dawson. He's doing what we all do. He's fighting for his life. Mac, he's a lying little bastard. He sets up people who try to help him. He has to. That's the only way he can survive. He thinks every immortal is his enemy, so he kills them before they kill him. Let me ask you something. What would you do? I don't know. Yes, you do. What have you been doing all this year? Knitting? You've been learning to fight so you can kill. So you can survive. That's all Kenny's doing. He wants to live. There can be only one, Richie. You know it, I know it, and Dalma Ross knew it too. What about his wife? It's the same for all of us, Dawson. It makes no difference, man or woman. His wife was mortal. Just in the wrong place at the wrong time. She kept Kenny from killing Ross. She died for it. Hmm. Mm. That is interesting. 
I am very surprised by Mac's position on this whole thing, though. I'm very surprised at how Mac is at 11, it would appear. He is, like, yelling this entire yeah. time. It's like, you are amped up about this. Well, I guess he's supposed to be, like, feeling the demons of, like, that kid he left. Right. Like, right. failed in the past. But, like, he is really giving this kid a pass on killing people who are trying to help him. Yeah. Like, why is that not more offensive to him? And, like, he's also, like, kind of hard on himself and Richie. He's not teaching Richie how to fight so he can go hunt people. Yeah. Well, and Mac doesn't do that either. Mac's yeah. Not- has, Mac, has Mac ever disparaged anyone else for playing the game differently? Like, I mean, like, Xavier used gas, but I don't, I don't think Duncan ever was, like, poor form. I mean, he kind of was, and he accused Axel of cheating. Right. He says, like, you cheated. Oh, right, yeah. Like, he obviously, so that, has, that's a big he obviously has ideas about how this is supposed to be done, and he certainly never does those things. Right. right. Yeah, he's that's never true. He's never, like, hauling off and shooting anybody or sicking goons on his enemies. Like, he clearly has ideas about how this is supposed to work. Yeah, he's very sympathetic. Yeah, and also, also just to the deception of the whole thing, he's very sympathetic to, even absent the killing. Now, is it just because he's a kid? But he's also not a kid. He's right. 800. Right. right. So it's not like he's... He's child. He looks like a child, but he isn't a child. It's not like he's just. So- he is actually some scared little kid who's reacting violently. Like he's old enough to be making concerted decisions. And you saw him strangle a kid over a skateboard. Right. You know that's happened. I mean, I, it's very yeah. puzzling. Like he knows, even absent this, this is a weird and damaged. And guy. Mac Mac also seems to be defending this position strangely because he has proposed a different method, which is like we'll take you to holy ground, and Richie will help you with some fighting techniques. Like that's that's Mac's solution to this kid's predicament. But then when he finds out that the kid's been doing it differently, he's like, ah, that's fine too. Like, yeah, yeah, that's also okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, that's that's a okay. Well, I mean, and also he's and he's really hard on Dalman Ross too. Yeah, yeah. Kenny is like literally smaller than. Like, I think that's the level, that's how I took it, that's the level Max talking about it, is, like, Kenny literally can't fight adults. Right. Like, he has to do this deception thing, but that he seems to be okay with, like, the lying and, like, betrayal of people that trust him is is really weird and un unmac-like. It's only when he hears about the the murder of a, mort- a mortal woman, and I don't know why he assumes that his wife was immortal. Yeah. I mean, he infers that. I don't know why. It's only then that he suddenly sours on the idea. Max seems to be defending the game very strongly here. Like, it's like you play the game no matter what. That's how this all goes. We're all training to kill each other. But then he seems to get very upset when he finds out that Kenny killed the wife. But we find out that the reason Kenny killed the wife is because she, like, interfered with the game. And so it's a little, like, great. You know what I mean? Like... It's graded on a weird curve. Yeah, like, like she's an, she's being an active participant in the game in that moment. Like she tried to stop Kenny from playing the game, and she got killed due to that. So I don't know. It's a little weird. Like it's not like Kenny was necessarily being super cold blooded. Maybe no, it totally was. I get the impression, but well, I get. The, I, I think that's only because we know what we know of Kenny. Like yeah. right, if he never did any of that other bad stuff, and we were like he was in this game, and somehow the wife got involved, and she ended up getting killed by saving. Because that's what we find out is the wife ends up saving her husband. So like maybe it sounds like it could have been accidental. Like she ran in, got killed, and then Domin fled or something. Who knows? But yeah. I don't know. It's very strange. They, I don't think this is set up well. Like all of Kenny's motivations and, and the way he's categorized. Like, <sighs> categorized? Characterized. 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 When you turn into a carrot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> That's what happens when you're characterized. Yeah. All right. So then 
Mac, I guess, gets worried about Anne. I think that's what this scene's all about. It's like, oh, he yeah. killed his wife. Oh, no, what about my loved one? So yeah. Mac runs off to, I guess, save Anne. So Anne, we cut to the like hospital parking garage. Anne is getting like chased down by Kenny in a car. In a car, yeah. For a very long time. Well, let's not skip this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anne walks by, and Kenny's oh, in a right. car, and he just goes... Bitch. <laughs> That's right. Which explains my note here that I was like, why did I write this? This is making me uncomfortable. I just wrote, cut to bitch. <laughs> and, I like, and I was like, why did I write that? That's weird. You just don't like Anne. Yeah. And I was like, That's a weirdly misogynist thing I might have done. <laughs> like Why so is he going after her? Just because he's evil. I guess so. It doesn't make any like this is only gonna draw more attention to him. Although I guess like his cover's blown now. So I don't know what the reason for any of this is. Does like, he know his cover's blown? Why didn't he go back to Mac after... Because he... Wha- yeah, he must know because he whacked Dolman. Right. Or does Mac even know that? I don't know. I mean, I can see why he was upset at Anne earlier because, like, she kept kind of foiling his plan. Like, I need yeah. to be alone with Mac. Stop, right. you know, get out of here. Stop but at wanting this, to date him. But at this yeah. point, like, now that his cover's blown, at Run least away. Mac and yeah. Richie know about it. So it's like, time to leave Seacouver. I blew yeah. it here. Gotta move on. So, uh, so this is the second episode in a row where there's a car chase that's very long. Yeah, it's super long. But... Mac makes it. Yeah, he kind of saves Anne, and Kenny crashes the car, and mm-hmm. then like drives away. Uh, and Mac goes running after him, and Anne's like, "Don't go! Don't! Don't do it!" And at this point, I wasn't sure she knew it was Kenny or not. She doesn't. Yeah, and so. she doesn't. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So outside, Kenny runs by some paramedic, and he's like, "Oh, some crazy guys chasing me! Like help!" And so when Mac comes out, this guy like tries to stop Mac, and Mac just karate just karate yeah. him. And so it, like, like it slows Mac down for yeah. like two seconds. Yep, it's a good two-second foil. <laughs> yeah, so then we cut to elsewhere in Seacouver, and we're at some abandoned warehouse machinery place. Gotta get that warehouse. Yep, uh, so Kenny's inside. Mac's looking for him. Kenny unscrews some sort of, like, thing, and... It, yeah, what is that? I don't know. It drops, like, know. a whole engine on Mac yeah. or something. It's crazy. It, like, drops an air conditioning unit on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, to keep with the hipness of this episode, Kenny screams the line, All y'all would have taken my head. <laughs> <laughs> he says, All y'all would have taken my head. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Wow. Weird. All y'all would have taken my head eventually. All y'all. <laughs> <laughs> King is- Kong ain't got shit on me. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> so, Kenny comes down and he's going to take Max's head. But he's saying, like, I was. I hate it when people get in my way. Yeah. He's saying, like, Everyone was in my way, and you all would have taken my head eventually. And that's his, like, rationale for right. what he's doing. So Mac grabs his, like, hand, like, when he goes to kill him, and he shoves him away. Shoves him away. Yeah. And then Mac's able to get out from underneath this big piece of metal, chases Kenny outside, and then Kenny has gotten on, like, a school bus and drives away. That's how he makes his escape. In the original script, it was not a school bus. There is a group of school kids riding by on their bikes. Kenny assaults one of them and steals his bike <laughs> and rides away. That is, this is a much better ending oh, because it doesn't involve Kenny assaulting a child. Yeah, and like, again. Again, and, like, and I guess none of the other kids notice and are like, yeah. why'd you fuck up our friend? Yeah. We're not standing for that. Uh, yeah. It's just him kind of blending in, which is, I think, smart, smart, which is good. Like a blendini from Dunkin' Donuts. That's right. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> we should start charging for these ads. Yeah. America runs on Dunkin', am I right? That's right. McLeod. DD Perks. All right, so we cut. This is the denouement of the episode. Anne greets Mac at the loft. Well, she asks him to, like, 
leave the Rambo stuff to the yeah, police. Yeah. I'm starting to like you. Leave this Rambo stuff to the police. And she's like, oh, where, where's Kenny? I sent him home. Right. <laughs> and then I guess, well, she supports hitting kids because she's like, I really want to smack the shit out of that kid. Yeah. I don't blame you. He was a real dick. Especially to you. So Mac pours himself a drink, which is very large. Anyone knows how much <laughs> drink is in this glass? It's like a cup and a half of scotch. It looks like. <laughs> like Mac is done with this day. He's like, yeah. fuck this day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. So they cuddle. And Anne is like, so is this where we are? It's like, I think so. And Eamon, what do they do next? They go, fuck. That's right, they are. <laughs> Eamon's my favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> because of your note from last time, my notes now also say, and Eamon <laughs> says they fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to get it on. Before we get to our final thoughts, I have, a, I have some questions about specifically this scene. And presumably has no idea who attacked her. She knows it's not Kenny because she doesn't mention that. Right. Uh, so is there no follow-up with the police here? Like, yeah. she was chased down for seemingly minutes, like, targeted yeah. in the garage to be murdered. And she doesn't ask Mac, hey, did you catch that would-be murderer? Well, she, no. Well, he, she knows he didn't. And, and then she's like, well, we should probably call the police, right? And, like, there seems to be no concern about yeah. this. And this this is, I think, going to come up in the next episode as well. Uh, because, seemingly, this just this just gets dropped. Like, I was almost murdered. Oh, well, I'm yeah. here with Duncan. Time to fuck. Well, it's just like one of those random times where you're in a parking lot and almost get mowed down <laughs> by a crazed <laughs> driver. Who happens to be a child. Yeah. <laughs> happens to be a child. Maybe that's why she couldn't see who it was, because he couldn't get above the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> she just thought it was a ghost car. <laughs> that's the next Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, ghost car. Frozen ghost, fire ghost, ghost car. The ghost, ghost car. dad. Tepid, ghost dead. Tepid ghost. Dr. Bill Cosby. William Dr. Cosby. Cosby. Mm. <sighs> Such sadness. <laughs> Guys, this has been a lot of fun talking about this episode. You guys want to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. It's yeah. game time. So, guys, we're going to play a round of Quickening Fire. Oh. Kyle is the inventor of this game. It's been a yeah. lot of fun. So I'm going to be asking you a series of questions. Sometimes it will be factual. Sometimes it will require you to make up an answer. Hmm. Uh, sometimes we'll be asking you different questions. Sometimes they will be the same questions. So are you two ready to play? Yes. All right. Ready to go. Kyle, question one. What are the lyrics to Frere Jacques in French? Frère Jacques, Frère Jacques, dormez-vous, dormez-vous. Hey man, what are the lyrics to Frère Jacques in English? Where is Richie? Where is Richie? I don't know. I don't know. Gonna get a quickening. Duncan is a boatsman. Yeah, Charlie, who? Very good. <laughs> Bonus question for both of you simultaneously. How do you spell Frère Jacques? Oh my god. Uh, F R. E R space double e fail. All right, we're all space done. Space J O R. Kyle, what kind of fish did Matt catch? Uh, he caught some nice trout. Amen. What kind of fish did Kenny catch? A uh, red-tailed snapper. No, he didn't catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> he just stri- the only caught was a strangled child. Kyle, how many entrances to are there to Joe's bar? Uh, there's exactly one. Amen. What's the driving age in PA? Uh, 16. Kyle, how many entrances are there in Joe's bar? There's still only one. <laughs> Kyle, what's the driving age in Washington? In Washington, I imagine it's also 16. Eamon, what year did the Civil War start? Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Kyle, when did the Civil War end? Uh, 1864. No. Or 65. Ah, sorry, Five. too late. Eamon, <laughs> name four Confederate states. Uh, Mississippi. Uh, 
it's literally half of our country (laughs) at the time. Nope. Kyle, name four other Confederate states. Four other Confederate states? Uh, So not Mississippi. North Carolina, South Carolina. One more. You said four? Yeah. Oh, Georgia. There we go. Uh, Eamon, what is Kenny's favorite board game? Crossfire. (laughs) Kyle, what's his favorite board game? Sorry. (laughs) Eamon, what kind of sword should Kenny use? Uh, he should use one of those Nerf swords where, like, it has the ring and you have to, like, stab the tab closed. Do you remember those? I have no idea what you're talking about. Kyle, what, uh, why is this episode called The Lamb? Uh, because he's innocent, like a lamb. Amen. what caused Kenny's fake parents to get in a fake car accident? <laughs> uh, they were driving... You got an answer. <laughs> they were driving along the road and, uh, they saw the girl from the previous episode careening towards them. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, that was four years ago. They were hit by a drunk driver. He says that. That's what caused them to. That's what caused them to have an accident. Whoops, missed that. (laughs) Amen. uh, Or Kyle, what is Richie cooking Mac for dinner? Some bolognese. (laughs) Amen. What would Mac have named the boat if he bought it? The Tess Noel. There we go. And that's been quickening fire. Very good. The winner is Kyle. I think. Yep. Yep. It definitely was. (laughs) Sorry, Amen. Well, that was a lot of fun. So what are our final thoughts on this episode? Let's talk about how this episode shook out. All right. So my first thought was this movie just inspired by The Good Son. I thought that's The too. Macaulay Culkin movie, The Good Son. about The like, movie at the end where the mom drops her evil son <laughs> off the side of a cliff. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. Yes. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but he's that's like a, a crazy movie. Yeah. Yeah. It does have, like, real tension, and, like, evil kids are scary. Not in this, though. But he's not, like, a su- in, the, in the Good Son, Good Son tangent for a second. <laughs> good Son like, tangent. He's not, like, an evil, like, de- like, he's not, like, a supernaturally evil kid. Like, the, the, no. the concept of that movie is this child is just born evil. Yeah, right. He's like real bad news. I find that disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, just as like a sociological point. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, we've talked about this a little earlier. Like the idea that Kenny was shown killing that homeless person. Fucks the whole thing. It really messes this up. Like it ruins the argument that Duncan is making. This like moral, like, oh, he's just playing the game. We're not on the ride with him at all. We know from jump that this kid is evil and deserves like... You were just going to say deserves to die. Kyle is like, this child deserves to die. Well, he's not a child, and he deserves <laughs> swish. He does deserve some kind of like swift punishment. Yeah, for murdering a homeless man with a brick. This episode plays with like audience tension in a weird way. Like it seems to not know what it wants to do. There's one way where this episode's filmed where Kenny kills the homeless person. So we, we as the audience, absolutely know he's evil. And so we're like, oh, shit, when's it going to happen? I feel like there's not a lot of moments in this episode where Kenny's going to do evil things. We see it, like, maybe twice. There's the Richie moment. There's the fishing moment. And that's kind of it. And that's it. Yeah. So I feel like if you know that the character's evil, the tension of the episode comes from, like, well, when's it going to happen? So I feel like they didn't build in a lot of these moments of, like, oh, is this going to be it? Like, when's he going to make his move? Like, it's kind of two obvious moments. And Right. One of the moments they've telegraphed earlier, because it's the fishing thing. And like, right. oh, we're just going to do it again. So we know what's happening. Uh, so I feel like that's kind of problematic. Like, there's just not a lot of tension. And then the other way to build this episode would be to not know Kenny's evil. And so to have that's this... the superior way of doing this. I think so. And to have this kind of slowly be figured out that like, oh, no, this is all bullshit. Oh, my God. What a twist. What a twist. This kid's 800 years old, and he's yeah. going to kill everybody. He's going to kill everybody. Yeah, that's clearly the way it should have gone, frankly. Yeah. I, yeah. Hands down. Kid not... actors are always a problem. Kenny does okay, I guess. I was just going to say, like, another interesting foil you could have is 
tension between two of the main characters, like Duncan and Richie. Well, and Kenny, I guess, too. Like, maybe have Kenny just need to decide. Like, he's always been bad in the past, and he's used this trickery to survive maybe he thinks duncan like maybe i should be like i'm okay now like duncan is the real deal and maybe it's richie who finds out from joe that like hey this kid's full of shit and so richie turns on kenny early and that maybe is what triggers kenny to be like oh i was wrong i do have to play the game this way like i can't trust any of these people because richie just found out about me and now wants to like wants me dead because richie's pretty harsh about it. he's like he's a lying little brat like yeah which he is which yeah he is but i feel like you know maybe there should have been a choice with kenny to make like should i keep playing the game this way or shouldn't i i don't know i feel like there's just like this this episode is like muddled like i like a lot of what's in it but yeah, yeah it just doesn't all come together and dolman ross is just a nothing burger yeah, yeah. also this guy yeah yeah <laughs> who the who, who the fuck is this guy <laughs> i'm dolman ross <laughs> I am Mr. O'Brien. <laughs> I brought some donut holes for you all. <laughs> donut holes. He's telling yeah. a guy would bring donut holes to a party. Uh, yep. We are seeing a little bit of season two Joe in this episode. Like, yeah. Joe does kind of nothing. Like, Joe shows up at intervals to expound on, like, plot points. Exposition. Joe, yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, this could have all been accomplished by Dom and Ross. Like, mm-hmm. maybe Dom is the one who deals this info out well he's the one who should have told them yeah because yeah. now we have this redundant character like oh it's like oh when's he gonna tell him what the deal is and it's like dom he's and ross not, accomplishes he's just, nothing he's just gonna get schooled by mac yeah with relative ease mm. i will say the ending like the kenny ending not the fucking ending i remembered that my entire life like after the first time i saw that wow like, that was the highlander moment that always stuck in my head and I've, which part of it him like on the bus like looking at mac because that's creepy yeah it's creepy and it's sadistic and yeah this guy could be, could have been a more interesting villain yeah i but. think the kid does play it really well i mean like he does he plays cute fine like he play like he's fairly believable as a little kid right and then he like gets out of those eyes it's creepy yeah mm-hmm. i i still just don't understand like the brick moment i don't understand the strangling skateboarder yeah those are just weird moments that muddle this and just like make me very confused about what's actually supposed to be happening here and who this character is and he just really wants a skateboard yeah really it also really like (laughs) how good could he have been at tricking all these other immortals because it doesn't seem like he has a handle on like his (laughs) His own emotions yeah Yeah. or an ability to get himself a sandwich yeah he just doesn't seem very effective yeah he's 800 years old like max got a gajillion dollars like how does he not I guess he can't work. Well, I was going to say, right. like, what are the challenges of being a 10-year-old immortal? Like, you can't get you a job, and you can't accumulate, yeah. like, wealth. Like, he can't even kind of just live on his own by virtue of, like, I'm just going to get an apartment or... He's going like, to get, like, jumped by family services. Yeah. Yeah. He can't buy a sword at all. Like, where do you get that sort of stuff? I don't he, know. He pulled right. that off, apparently, though. Yeah. Also, I feel like it would be insanely frustrating being, like, an 800-year-old person, or just an adult in general, but looking like a child. Like, the way people talk to children is... Mm-hmm. Oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, it's you, like, huh? fucking kill me. Like, yeah. God damn it! if somebody spoke to me like a child all the time, I would lose my mind. Which, maybe that's what happened to this kid. Yeah. Yeah, probably is. <laughs> he was at the Battle of Tours, and someone was like, oh, you, hi, are you okay? Oh, you're so cute. A warrior and his sword are inseparable. To surrender it is to surrender your dignity. Death is considered the better option. Therefore, a warrior carefully guards and maintains his weapon until ultimately man and sword become one, each the symbol of each other. 
Wow. For Duncan McLeod, is... that symbol is the ancient dragon's head, intricately carved upon the hilt of his legendary katana. We've taken that revered symbol and created it in three truly magnificent sterling silver buckles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Each handcrafted wow. piece is painstakingly carved of an artistry that defies superlatives. Wow. <laughs> these, yeah. this, this, this article certainly tried, though. Yeah. With these stunning works, you can not only uphold your honor, but your pants this. as well. Ooh. Are you fucking So this thing me. ends with this... a joke about holding up your pants <laughs> and starts with death is considered a better option. This than is losing cool. your pants. Yeah, I guess so. Also, death by the way, than being pants. Uh, th- that's that's not the the ad yet. That is the like header paragraph to multiple ads to multiple belt buckles oh god is this the most overwritten one we've ever done Maybe. this might actually be this is so overwrought all right so there's three i guess we'll do all three because they kind of go together so we'll start with this one dragon's head belt the magic mystery and ancient power of this mythical serpent has been immortalized <laughs> in extraordinary yeah. detail if with burnished a mystical serpent <laughs> with yeah. burnished hand skived calf leather strap what hand skived what does that mean? I don't know. Or hand skived? S-K-I-V-I-E-D. I don't know. Better wordsmiths out there than me know. And these are available. These belts are all available in sizes 28 through 50. They got a lot of the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's they start with this. They all went to Dolman Rusty. Dolman Rusty. Dolman Rusty. Kenny puts a fatwa on him. So let's. All right. Dragon's head belt. How much do you think the magic and mystery of this buckles. ancient power costs? Uh, $60. Kyle. $40. The answer is $149. What? Yes. For a buckle? Yes. Next. It doesn't even have a Confederate flag on it. (laughs) (laughs) This other belt buckle, the coat of arms belt. Superbly rendered opposing dragon heads highlight this lavishly adorned buckle, reminiscent of medieval heraldic crests. With Watcher logo, decorative tip, shield, and handsome genuine lizard skin strap. Wizard skin strap? So this has both Duncan's like katana head dragons and a watcher logo on hmm. it. These don't go together. No. No. How Two much do you think tastes. How much do you think this costs? A hundred dollars. I'm gonna say this one's more expensive than the other one. Okay. So say that price plus one. <laughs> so on $141. Okay, cool. This costs three hundred and forty nine dollars. What? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> For a belt buckle. This is part of the Duncan Katana belt collection. So oh. I imagine someone has bought all of them because they're a collection. And wears them all at once. <laughs> and then finally, the Code of the Warrior belt. An unquestionable masterwork of detail and vir- <laughs> <laughs> masterwork of detail and virtuosity. The Code of the Warrior buckle is a work of power and substance. Each tooth power of substance abuse. <laughs> each tooth, serpent scale, and band of adornment have been distinctively interpreted to create a one-of-a-kind piece with vividly crafted stay-and-tip shield. Features lizard skin strap. Limited edition of 500. Signed and numbered. Wow. How much does this cost? $700. $450. $399. Are you out of your mind? The joke I make every time? Yeah. So here, guys, let me pass you the catalog. So So we can can take a look at this nonsense. In my head, these belt buckles are enormous. They said I would ver- never wear these belt buckles. They are so like these are terrible, like lavish, like these they're way sh- too decorative. It like calls way too much attention to your belt. Like yeah. this is not good. <laughs> these are not great. I am not into these at they're all. They're masterworks, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Also, I, wasn't Virtuosity that Denzel Washington movie with uh, Russell Crowe where he yeah. plays like evil Max Headroom? Yes. Evil Max Headroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These things, look, first off, they look small. This does not look like it actually is like a satisfying sized buckle. Looks quite <laughs> satisfying sized buckle? I mean, for $350. You I want expect, a real big, you want like a WWE belt. Yeah. Yeah. Not like this tiny little stuff. And like the one dragon's head thing like curves around, like it loops. I guess that's like almost cool. The little coat of arms thing doesn't read at all. Like I don't even get what that's attempting to do. Yeah, this is dog shit. <laughs> I have a question. Expensive dog shit. Uh, bonus question. How many lizards do you think went into making one belt buckle? Ooh, what kind of lizards are we talking? It's like either one Komodo dragon <laughs> or 50 iguanas. <laughs> thunder lizards. Remember that show? No. <laughs> no, which one's that? The terrible thunder lizards. And they were like crime fighting lizard men. So it's like another, another Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles yeah, basically. What, along yeah. with extreme dinosaurs and street sharks. Extreme. What do you think of this? Extreme dinosaurs. I can't believe this is $400 for this. It's so pointless. That's a lot of money. Did anybody, if any of our listeners bought this, please write us about how long. Justify your decisions. Hold on. This catalog is from 1998-ish, maybe 99. Oh, we're trying to figure out some inflation. I kind of want to know the inflation on this. Do you think there's uh, 499 of those things sitting in a warehouse still? (laughs) (laughs) One can hope. Or you would rather die. Okay, guys. So how... (laughs) Guys, how much do you think this belt buckle would cost today? $525. Amen. $600. $492. Can wow. you imagine spending almost $500 on a novelty belt buckle? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess you're getting the whole belt. Yeah, sure. $500 on a novelty belt. That's a lot. That's too much money. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> So, we should talk a little bit about the Watcher Chronicles for this episode. Let's talk about Frank Brody, Fisherman Frank. He was born in 15, oh, no, 1858 in the Oregon Territory. First death was 1899. He was attacked by a mountain lion. Wow. Gosh, Rough. Embarrassing. Killed by a mountain lion. His first teacher was Buster Krebs. <laughs> Buster Krebs. Yeah. Buster Krebs. That must be where he got his charming demeanor from. Because yeah. Buster must have been a happy guy. Yeah. From silent film star Buster Krebs. <laughs> his, this uh, is how you do a pratfall. <laughs> his cultural affiliation is American. His recent base of operations was King County, Washington. Hmm. That's the county where Seattle sits. Okay. Uh. So that must be close to Seacouver then, right? They went on a day trip fishing. Mm-hmm. They can't have driven far, right? So Seacouver is in near Seattle. S- near Seattle, and we know the county maybe it's in? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. <sighs> Highlander Frazier. His occupation over. is retired. <laughs> the guy looks like he's like 42. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's done well for him. I mean, I guess as an immortal, you're practically always retired. But. Yeah. So his chronicle, Frank was the nicest guy you could ever hope to meet. Always ready with a handout for the poor, a supporting arm for the elderly, and a funny face for the kids. A congenial host, a caring friend, and a guy who managed to take four heads in the past five years. Are they implying that's not a lot, I think? Or are they implying that that's a lot? I don't know. Frank was many things. That's weird. But stupid wasn't one of them. He seemed like an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, he knew uh, if he was going to survive, he had to be ready for all those not-so-nice immortals out there who thought he would be an easy mark. He sounds like a kid's show host. Yeah. No, those not-so-nice immortals. <laughs> this immortal's a real grump. <laughs> Frank wasn't a hunter. He'd never go after another immortal's head. But when others came for his, he was ready for them. Too bad for Frank he wasn't ready for the helpless, innocent 10-year-old kid he took in to turn out to be a 800-year-old with a heart of pure evil? Jesus Yowza. Christ. I hope it's some small consolation to Frank that when his time came, he went out where he'd been with... Oh, God damn it. I hope <laughs> <You're> it's... killer. <laughs> I hope it's some small consolation to Frank that when his time came, he went out where he'd always been the happiest, in the middle of his fish- favorite fishing hole with a nine-pound rainbow trout on the line. Oh. The watcher, go afterwards. <laughs> Guess who called that Duncan caught a trout? They were at that fishing hole. Oh, yeah. Boom. Okay. Accurate. You're calling on me to improvise? Little did you know, I had the deets... His bag, his bag was probably full of grape jelly, too. Yep. <laughs> the Glen Ross for breakfast, man. <laughs> How about Kenny? Known aliases, Kenny Adams, Kenny Jones, Kenny Brody, and Kenny, Kenny Roggins. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was Kenny born in Jones. 1172 in Hastings, England. Oh. Uh, his good. first death was in 1182, 10 years old. He was killed with his family by a Norman tax collector. Uh, his first teacher was Amanda. What? Ah, this is not the last we've seen of Kenny. It's true. His original cultural affiliation was Saxon, and his recent base of operations is Seacouver. His occupation is kid. God <laughs> damn it. Uh, I love that. Occupation kid. kid. That sounds job. like a direct-to-video kids movie. Occupation <laughs> kid. <laughs> Colon. All right, his chronicle. It's never easy being 10. Not quite a teen, no longer a child. I would say definitely a child. Uh, yeah. Stuck somewhere in the middle. Luckily for most of us, we grow out of it. So in some ways, you have to pity Kenny. Stuck for eternity, never being able to see over the dashboard, go to an R-rated movie, buy beer. That's the end of that sentence. <laughs> Uh, never being able to fall in love or weld a sword to protect yourself. Sure, his life is tough, but that shouldn't give Kenny the right to be a lying, murdering son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Many immortals who are weak, quote-unquote, or unskilled with a sword often resort to other skills to stay alive. Kenny's teacher, Amanda, is the queen of using an innocent look and a blink of an eyelash where others use a parry or a dodge. But Kenny doesn't get to use his dirty tricks just to stay alive. He's actually trying to win the game. Damn. Uh, there can be only one, and there is no reason it shouldn't be him. Personally, I don't want to imagine a world dominated by a dysfunctional 10-year-old. <laughs> wow. Nice. Delman Ross doesn't have a Watcher Chronicle? He does. It's not too exciting. Uh, all right. I mean, I can read it. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, any other thoughts on this episode? This episode should have all been about mood and tension it should have felt like a horror episode it should have felt like a horror movie yeah. it doesn't really maintain those any of those elements like the there's just no suspense where there should be suspense right and that just like bothers me there's some interesting concepts introduced into this and i think that elevates it beyond the execution yeah i'd agree um there are a few cool sequences like when Duncan's looking for him in the factory, I thought that was, like, shot pretty well. Yeah, the lighting in that scene's really neat. Yeah, and, like, the flashbacks were pretty cool. Kyle, your, your point about tension, I think, is right. Because once Kenny is found out to be bad, like, then they get they do get into this kind of moral argument about, Which like... Which is the first shot, but go on. Well, I'm saying yeah, by the main yeah. characters. Like, once they find out, you know, what the scoop is. Well, obviously, it alleviates a lot of the tension. They have this argument that's interesting, but is, like, it can't be necessarily prolonged. This argument of like well he's just playing the game this episode like kenny has to escape like 
this episode would have ended with Duncan killing a child. Like, no way that happens in this yeah. show. That would right. never be the end of this episode. Clearly, Richie has to do it. <laughs> yeah. Child on child murder. Older yeah. child kills younger child. But no, like, no way this kid dies in this episode. Not by one of the heroes. Right. So, like, the exciting part of this episode, like, will they f- confront Kenny? First off, it's not going to be an interesting fight. You know, I guess there's cool tension that, like, Kenny also kind of tricks Duncan and, like, captures it like gets yeah. him but like yeah the, the the tension really just needs to be when is kenny gonna strike yeah yeah that's that just is all it is well like, the way the way they chose to go that has to be the tension really the tension should have been that we didn't know the kid was a murderer yeah we got too much information too early yeah that frere jaca theme didn't help no mm-hmm. no well, they like shot him kind of creepily and like yeah he just seems suspicious the whole time, too. Yeah. Even aside from the murder. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the casual manslaughter. Yeah. So, almost good, but ultimately actually disappointing yeah. in my vote. Yeah. Kyle, let's rate this guy. How many Bobo Dragon Zords would you give this episode? I'm giving this two and a half Dragon Zords. And frankly, if it weren't for some of the good conversations that happened, it'd go down to two. Amen. How many sorely needed homeless bologna sandwiches would you give this? <laughs> homeless bologna. I'll give you, I'll give you my homeless bologna. Ooh. <laughs> Let's talk after recording. We actually only talk when we record. Yeah. Otherwise, we're in like a blood feud that has yeah. resulted in total silence. <laughs> total silence of the lambs. Silence of the lamb this episode. I'm going to give it three because I like the ending so much and it stuck with me for so long. Yeah, that's a nice haunting moment. I feel yeah. like if they could deliver more moments like that spread throughout the episode, this would have been dynamite yeah mm. i'm going to give this episode three nine pound trouts nine pound trout yeah three it's so like... you're giving me 27 combined pounds of <laughs> <Yeah>. trout. <laughs> a lot of trout <laughs> that's a lot of trout frank's man. hungry man he's gotta yeah. eat why is this episode called the lamb we didn't really talk about that it was literally the question to me and i answered it it was a question to me during the game of quickening fire you asked me why is it called the lamb i gave you the answer because it's so innocent and it's also a lamb to the slaughter Double uh, meaning. It's got layers. It's actually a very good title. I think that's the double meaning. Yeah. It's like he appears some very innocent, but really he's leading them right. like right. lambs to the slaughter. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Very good. But he seems so innocent. It's, an, it's a little bit of misdirection. Mm. Not yet a girl, but not yet a woman. Britney Spears. That's right. This wouldn't it be no longer a girl. If you're neither a girl nor a woman, you're either just a male person or you don't exist or some other thing. That's why she's so deep. Yeah. yeah. It really makes you think, doesn't it? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Very good. On that note, yeah. uh, join us. Join us next week, where we're going to be talking about season three, episode eight, obsession. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buckle <laughs> up for that one. It's going to be great. Buckle up, Buttercup. <laughs> I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. Hey, yeah. yeah. What? I Does guess it's mean? like a flicker. It's not like they're brilliant. It's they're not just bright. A, not yeah. very bright. Yeah, I think that's the joke. Or maybe it's just well, brains of a fleshlight. That was well. Before fleshlights were invented, people used fish. Ew! Oh god! <laughs> Gross! <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> For some reason, that was over the line. But all right. yeah, <laughs> on our most uh, recent minisode, we debated what crackers were the best and i think we're gonna have to figure out next time what no the episode will be titled fisher fleshlight (laughs) go on youtube there's a video of a monkey using a frog as a fleshlight (laughs) are you serious yes that sounds vile frogs in the mix now too disgusting look that up (laughs) don't gross